Oh, that was really fun, I think. You asked interesting question. Finally, I have a place where to put my philosophical thoughts. <laughs> so my channel is called Thai Ukraine. You can find it in the description. And basically, you can find my page on Facebook the same with the same name. Thai Ukraine, you can do the same in on Instagram. I mean, I will read your messages or answer your questions. Uh, and also email gmail.com and all my contacts are under every video. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life experiences, work and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me. And even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine, and thank you all so much for the support. This podcast now is ranked number one on Apple Podcasts about Ukraine, top 100 travel podcasts in France, top 100 in Switzerland, top 100 in Ireland, top 60 travel podcasts in the United Kingdom, top 60 in Norway, top 50 in Sweden, top 50 in Canada, top 30 in Italy, top 30 in Spain, top 25 travel podcasts on Apple Russia, top 20 on Apple Poland, Top 20 in the Netherlands, top 10 in Finland, Romania, Cyprus, and South Korea. So please keep supporting as we will reach together 100 interviews and more. And follow the new Instagram about this project, Aziz.Future. My guest today is Taya, Ukraine. From teaching belly dance to photography and videography to being a private teacher of English, Ukrainian, and Russian, a private tutor. Taya is a tour guide, a personal assistant, an experienced blogger nominated as Ambassador of Kiev, and her blog got top four blog awards out of 50. She is also a co-creator of an app game that helps foreigners learn the Russian and Ukrainian alphabets. She started YouTube six years ago and now has more than 40,000 subscribers. Taya, how are you today? Hello. 
Thank you for inviting me for this podcast. I'm feeling great, even though weather in Ukraine is very cold. Yes, and that's something absolutely interesting to speak about then. Are you someone who loves really warm weather or what is your ideal season? I prefer warm weather, even though my subscribers, my clients from abroad think that if uh, we have severe winters in Ukraine, it means I'm used to this, but I'm not. <laughs> That's why lots of people here love to travel abroad during uh, winter or to stay the whole summer somewhere warm. So I like late spring, early summer. That is wonderful. And you have to tell me, did you have an experience of going somewhere, whether in Ukraine or abroad, where the weather was absolutely perfect and you felt wonderful and the energy of the place was perfect and you thought, wow, I love this place? Well, no, I I was born and grown in Ukraine, just not in Kyiv, where I currently live. I was born in the east part of Ukraine, where the war is, Donetsk. But I travel abroad, mostly European countries and North Africa, like Egypt, because this is very popular destination here to go. For me, I liked Malta because it was warm and it has lots of sightseeing to see. Plus, it was my first experience traveling uh, with my sister without parents. Maybe that also influenced that uh, in my experience. But um, I cannot say I, I have a perfect country now to live with, to live where I would like to live. I'm, I need to travel more. And that's in my plans. That's actually wonderful. And you said it was your first time traveling with your sister without your parents. And of course, I imagine you had a lot of freedom, a lot of fun. But to ask you, since something I'm curious about, sometimes sisters have similar personalities, but often they are almost two different people as if they're from two different families. Can you describe how your personality is compared to your sister? (laughs) Well, if it's interesting for your viewers, yeah, why not? Uh, I made videos with her too, and uh, it was very funny uh, that some people think if if she has blonde hair and I have uh, brown hair, we are uh, different. Uh, We are not, uh, you know, (laughs) sisters who have similar, uh, the same mom and dad or something. Uh, But uh, I would say that uh, we are similar in being independent and uh, study. We both know foreign languages, but we are we may have different views. For example, she's vegetarian, I'm not. And she prefers, uh, let's say, this Western type of relationships. I prefer more traditional way, I would say. Nevertheless, we always have fun talking with each other even though she lives abroad now but uh, when we meet in real life it's like uh, there was no distance and we we are very friendly interesting and you were a teacher of belly dance 
when you spoke about Egypt, which is in many ways like the world capital of belly dance and professional belly dancing. So two things. Did you go to shows or even take some classes of belly dance in Egypt? But even more importantly, why did you choose early on to learn belly dance and not any other kind of dancing? Uh, well, if you want to hear my story of a dance, <laughs> I used to do ballroom dance at the beginning when I was little. But then I saw on our TV there was a talent show Ukraine Got Talent, and there was a girl, Ala Kushnir, she now lives in Egypt, and she really inspired me, and I always liked uh, these uh, motifs of music, and it was just intuition. I cannot say that someone from my relatives or friends told me to go. I just went, I tried, and... Um, I liked it, and it seems like I can do, I can be good in that. Turning to your question, returning to your question about uh, workshops, there are many workshops, uh, many foreign teachers that come to Ukraine and to other close East European countries, but I've never been to Egypt to take uh, classes, like to study. Um, maybe I'm not that uh, developing into this sphere as maybe I should or as others because if you do all of this stuff if you are at all competitions then it means that you want to connect your life with paladins and like as your full-time job I rather consider it a hobby mm, I tried it to be my job but it's uh, you know lots of um, patience as any teaching because I'm a teacher for six years and it requires lots of patience and the main is not to forget that you need to develop yourself all the time as well okay you know i didn't i don't want to have an interview where i ask you about the typical things that you speak always about so yeah, that's why i was surprised oh, i'm searching questions. for the other stuff and so let's speak about belly dance a bit more and of course, mm -hmm. as a hobby. But before I ask the question, just to make sure, do you still do this hobby sometimes? Or is it a past memory and it's not something that you do at all? Let's say uh, I do it still. But uh, currently at this moment, like this month, uh, I uh, took other classes that I really want to. It's not connected to dance. So that's why I need to pause it. Uh, but I do it. Yes, I practice. Okay, the classes, are they something like yoga or something that relates to body uh, development? No, it's, it's not connected with sport. Okay, so belly dance. And if you think back, do you have a memory that made you feel really proud or really good when you did your belly dance, even as a hobby of your patience and the results? Or because, for example... There is, I remember there is a book about um, deliberate practice. And one of the people who tested, she had a very, very bad voice, but she wanted to sing with resonance like Christina Aguilera. That was the dream of the person. Oh, and wow. her voice was really, really bad. She practiced every day for two years without seeing any results. 
But then after two years, suddenly she was able to resonate in her uh, vocal cords in a way that is similar, not the same, but similar to Christina Aguilera. And that happens with patience and waiting. And maybe if she did one year and a half of practice, then thought, oh my God, no results, I give up. But that's not how life works. So do you have a story like that about some development that you are proud of in belly dancing? Or if not, what is the thing you enjoy the most about belly dancing? Is it the feeling you feel? Is it similarity to you said her name is Allah Kushner, I think? Or what is the thing that is so enjoyable? Firstly, I wanted to say that <laughs> I tried to sing uh, as well <laughs> this summer. Something, just something to develop and to feel your voice because it makes you all these things that I do uh, is to develop yourself and to feel confident because I had problems with being confident, believe it or not. Uh, even though I may seem like super extrovert and confident person, I wasn't <laughs> like this person seven, ten years ago. And that's a work, uh, forever work on yourself. And I can say that my belly dance um skills were similar to that girl you just described because it wasn't like i came and uh you know after one month i'm super perfect no i see my older videos and i can see obviously it's like i can do something i have some some um not talent but you know like skills that you were born to it like flexibility or something but I see like I'm afraid of dancing or something. So it's more like practice on yourself, but also being confident that you can do this. That's what uh, people are lack of when they try to follow their dream or they start something new like hobby. And you just need to be more confident. And uh, yeah, one day it clicked. I can, I can agree. It's like practice, practice, practice. Uh, I think it took me more than two years to be more or less skillful, maybe three, because I didn't practice uh, every day, because I didn't believe it could be something serious. Um, I did it for fun, and then I started to teach and um, doing competitions and even invited for some uh, music videos so it was a long time ago but but still i got a community of people who also do belly dancing and it was really fun wonderful and this is what i'm hearing so please correct me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. but 10 years ago or so you were not confident and maybe like you said you were even afraid to dance in a way that even if you danced, it were stifled or not fully in flow or whatever. And then you decided at some point to develop yourself. And the more you develop yourself, the more confident you feel. Is this correct, my understanding? Yeah, I can say like that. I started to do specifically ballet dance and when I was um, 17 uh or 
Yeah, 17, and it was uh, seven years ago. But um, most of my childhood, I was performing and doing this um, school concerts, you know, like simple one, but still I know what competition and and stage is. So it wasn't a shocking thing, but still it's not uh, something that, you can be comfortable with all the time so you're right it's what like you practice more you get better and you you are more confident about it i have then to ask when was the moment in your life where you realized you didn't enough have enough confidence maybe there was a situation or a story you can share and you decided no i will decide to learn or improve or develop or become more confident Mm, that's a really great question and i would like to motivate people and that's what i always do uh let's say i had a very complicated um, how to say it wasn't a complicated life but let's say my mindset started to change uh, when I started to do ballet dancing, so ballet dancing was uh, not a priority at that time, and I didn't want to do anything back then. And I even forced sometimes myself to go to do some class, to go somewhere outside because it's really fun. I cannot say that I have some some story. It's just. Sometimes when I feel I want to do nothing, I do nothing. But then I have power and I go and, and do what I need to do. Because wasting time and, and your yacht is not the best choice in your life. So uh, it's just like my teacher told me, like, you can do this. You are skillful. Like, why not to do this then? Uh, waste of your skills. <laughs> so you don't like waste if I understood correctly, but sometimes if I use another word, you can be lazy, but maybe remember the voice of your teacher telling you not to waste your talents and therefore you do things. And yes, we're speaking about belly dance, but I'm trying to think about life in general. So, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm telling too. Yeah, like life in general. Yes, and it's wonderful. So to ask you even more specifically, you were looking at Ukraine Got Talent at Ala Kushner, what did you see in her that you thought, I don't have that and I wanted? And I don't mean in the dance, probably the inspiration came from some confidence or something. Um, I cannot say that I was always amazed by some culture, but I always liked dance and um, dance style. It's feminine and you need to have confidence to do this. And uh, back then, I was very naive, and I was like a kid. Like, when you're 16 or 15, you are, you know, a teenager who just learned life. At least it was in my situation. I, You are not experienced, and you don't really know what you want to do. So just looking at the any person that sings or performs gives me energy, gives me... Mm, they're like a role model to me gives me idea like how you should perform because when you entertain people you need to uh, give part of yourself to people who are watching that right and they want to see confident you and I was always like fighting with myself like 
I want to do this, but but what what if I'm I'm not good in it, or what is uh, not worth worth it, or something like that? So people try, and then you will see. There's nothing bad happens if you try. The funny story was when I was teaching. It wasn't a very long time, but still, one woman came to my classes. And we just started to do the stretching, like very basic thing. I don't know. Like, you know, at, at any sport you do, you just do some circles, circle moves with your head and um, simple stretching, like no dancing at all. You don't really need to do skills to <laughs> warm up. But then after three moves, she's like, oh, no, sorry, I cannot do this. I'm bad at it and I know it will not work for me. And I was very shocked why. Um, like I was like, I didn't know what to do. Of course, I, I started to tell her, we even, we didn't even try to dance. And there are lots of people who really want to dance, but even though they are bad at it, so what? No one really cares. You follow your, your wish. And other students tried to persuade her to stay and she didn't want to. And that was an interesting moment. So don't be like this woman. Thank you. So if I understood correctly, you had this two things. Whenever you do something, sometimes, maybe before, what you call not confidence is either self-doubt and then thinking maybe you cannot do it or thinking, okay, even if you do it, maybe it will be a waste and it will not get you any positive result. And therefore, those critical voices are the cause of no confidence. And confidence is to believe you can do it and to believe you can create great things with whatever you do. Is this an understanding that is correct of how you think about confidence and um, the uh, critical voice? Yes, yes. And I can add to that. If people criticize me and think I'm weird or crazy doing something or because I did a lot of crazy things in my life even though I'm not that old but still uh, for some people so if they say I'm crazy or weird uh, now it makes me more confident that I'm on the right way I agree I mean uh, I think Napoleon Hill he said that that one of the measures of knowing you're on the correct track is if most people are not doing that thing because most uh. people are mediocre. <laughs> I mean, they're average by definition. And therefore, mm -hmm. if you're doing something and they're not doing it, that's probably the correct path. He said, well, look, if you cannot find a teacher or a mentor or someone to teach you, look at what everyone is doing and do the opposite and you'll probably <laughs> be very correct. I agree with his uh, saying, Yes, even though I've never heard it, but 100%. And thank you about that. I have to ask now because I, I noticed you said two things. You said belly dance is very feminine and you said that you have a traditional view of relationships while your sister, who now is living abroad, has a more Western view. And I'm not going to speak specifically about that, but to you, what is the meaning of a feminine woman? And therefore, also to ask about the opposite, what is a masculine man that fits with the, your view of a feminine woman? So that we explore that, because when you mention that, 
you mentioned it with some emotions. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't mind, I will talk about myself and part of my job because that's what I do, right? And then I deal every day with. Uh, so the more you grow, the more you understand what you want and you understand yourself more and what you want in your partner. So I understood that I like more traditional, let's say, relationships. That what I mean is when... Uh, you have a man who, who, whom you can rely on and you are a woman. Uh, I'm not saying you're a housewife, but you are doing what you want and this makes you happy. And for me, traditional relationships is when um, men can work and that will be enough like to support the whole family. Because if he cannot um, support the whole family uh, with his standard of living because everyone has their own, you know, living standards. Uh, then woman needs to work. And when she works, then he is not satisfied that why she doesn't cook or she's not happy all the time, you know. And I think it leads to some kind of balance in balance so when woman works she needs to understand that uh, it's only my personal view that man wants to see her um, you know happy and uh, his inspiration and for me feminine woman is a woman who is confident who it's not necessary about makeup or dress it's partially about it but uh I see women now prefers comfort, even though being feminine can be comfortable as well. And I don't see anything wrong being feminine. It's like let men pace at the restaurant or receive care from the man. All this classic stuff that I always talk on my channel, opening a door and carrying maybe something heavy, you know. But... Um, Men who is masculine, like all ladies that I know in Ukraine, most of them, they want a masculine man. <laughs> masculine, reliable man. Classic gentleman, we call him, who will always give you compliments, who will tell you that, who will admire you and look at you with eyes... Uh, of inspiration with eyes oh i can do everything for you and uh, i'm not exception of course uh, it's uh, good to know that some there's some person who will admire what you do who will admire you as a person and as a woman balance is very important thank you and that's very interesting and we haven't spoken about this before in the podcast, except that, mm -hmm. for example, Kate Gomeliuk, she said, if you're older than 21 and you're not married, then going to have kids already in Ukraine. Oh, that's some, interesting. See, some people have different opinion. It's weird. Okay, I have to ask you then about something to explore. You said you are from the east of Ukraine. Is mm -hmm. Do you believe that the west of Ukraine and okay three parts so the east the west and kiev since kiev is its own unique universe it's not <laughs> similar to other places do you view that this traditional 
way of relationships is common only in the East or also as well in Lviv and the West? And do you view that in Kiev, most women are feminine and most men are masculine and most relationships are traditional? Or if not, what is the other way, whether you call it Western or modern, so that by contrast, you can explain more what you mean? Because mm -hmm. you said many things, but some of the words that you used are called in linguistics, um, using concepts instead of objects, which is, uh, it's not specific when you say, okay, a masculine man is confident. Well, masculine in biology means high testosterone. It doesn't mean anything else. <laughs> or or well, masculine for like gym goers means a lot of muscles or masculine within intellectuals means like a professor. He'll be the most, you know what I mean? That the definition is I not understand. Specific. Well, since you ask my personal op opinion, I, I tell you that. And if you don't understand or you know that your viewers will not understand, then you need to stop me. Because uh, by Western world, I mean for Ukrainians, it is West Europe and America, North America. Uh, returning to your question, uh, it's uh, good that you know that you, Ukraine is kind of, even if, if it's the same country, but uh, yeah, inside of it, we see that people have different views. It's very hard to generalize, but we say that on the west part of Ukraine, like you said, Lviv, Carpathians, Ivano-Frankivsk, Chernobyl, people are more traditional there. And like in any other country, people from smaller villages uh, or smaller towns or villages are more traditional. Uh, I was, uh, I moved to Kiev when I was little, when I was seven. So I can only compare east part of Ukraine, Kiev, west part of Ukraine uh, by my experience because I have relatives in lots of part of Ukraine. Um, but it's very hard question to to say where there are more traditional people. People are different everywhere. Okay, then you and your sister, because this I'm sure is an interesting topic for the listeners. You said you like a traditional perspective on a relationship where the man is the one who is supporting financially, emotionally, and admiring the woman and being a positive force in her life, if that is what you meant. And she can be feminine and she can do what you said. It's not about dressing in a feminine way and behaving in a feminine way. And you should explain this more because if you ask uh, someone from San Francisco, a woman, what is feminine? She will define it in a very different way than you will. So it's good to mm -hmm. give perspective. So, but then, and how does your sister view that relationships should be. So maybe by describing her more Western way, we can think, oh, so that's the Western way. And therefore, the other way will be the traditional, if you know what I mean. Because in mathematics, <laughs> sometimes you can prove something by proving that it's not wrong. You know, it's not by proving that it's correct. So that's what I'm trying to do here. Yeah, you're it's... asking my personal opinion. Yes, always. This is always your personal opinion. Mm -hmm. But I'm asking so... compared to your sister. <laughs> that 
so interesting. I hope she will not be surprised hearing uh, that uh, we are talking about her. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know for sure, um, but uh, since she lived uh, abroad, uh, not in Ukraine, uh, from 16 years old, almost 17, so she has her own views and maybe that influenced her living abroad. Uh, what I mean by relationships, it's not necessary men should do all the financial stuff and support. No, women should do something as well because uh, um, if men uh, financially rely, uh, wait, wait, in English you say, if men pay basically for everything in relationships, it's not it's not good too for me because it's like I don't want to depend on anyone, both financially, physically, mentally, always because I'm I consider myself pretty independent and I can do lots of stuff. I don't need anyone to give me something because I cannot afford this or something. I can do it by myself. For me, the main is we have the perfect match by emotions, like uh, he's not way too talkative or way too silent. Someone like me in the middle, and we can be on the, le um, the same level financially because uh, sometimes even if you have relationships with friends if we talk about friends it can be uh, difficult uh, to save this friendship you want to do this and your friends do want want to do that in in men and women relationships it's uh, the same and the support i think should be also a mutual thing about her i think uh, she's more like uh, this uh, feminine style like pain on a date or she doesn't expect maybe more from a man like uh, women in Western world. Uh, but I don't mind to pay on the first date too. However, for me, if man takes responsibility of caring of, uh, for a woman, it already gives uh, or it tells me his intentions and him being serious. It really depends on if you know him or if it's a first blinded date and you just know him, you know, two seconds because you just met him. There are lots of conditions. Thank you. And in your experience in Kiev, do you think and feel that the majority of women share your views or are more similar to your sister? I mean, not older I, women who are like married and everything <laughs> uh, in the newer generation. You're right. It depends on generations too. I think uh, younger women, like younger women, they can be in the middle. They are not very traditional, but they don't want to be super into feminism. I don't need a man or so. They are kind of in the middle, but but here, even young women, if, if uh, men will not pay even for coffee she will 98 percent i think she will say goodbye on the first day like here thank you but what it does that yeah. symbolize because you said take responsibility which is another conceptualization which can mean different things to different people and it's nice that we're exploring your psyche 
through the lens of relationships, because I believe the way someone approaches anything in life, it's the same way they approach everything else. But to focus on this, okay, to make it simple, if you are to describe a masculine man with five words that will describe him and the feminine woman with five words, five characteristics, what would you say? <laughs> nice challenge for me. Okay. Feminine woman, you're asking. Five characteristics. And masculine man, five characteristics. And masculine man. Um, feminine woman takes care of herself. She's smart. She is not afraid to look um, weak. She's not afraid to ask for help. So this is three. Number four, she she works but she will never be like a, we we say here horse like she will not overwork she will work uh, until she can and number 5 she can support uh, dialogue she can listen as well as she can talk about men uh, masculine man is definitely sm smart, intelligent. All women like uh, men with a sense of humor. <laughs> I don't know why, but uh, I think the main is um, they understand each other. Uh, number three, uh, not necessary him to be super muscular because I think this is um, not a masculine man. He should take care of him himself as well. Like if he does some sport for his health, it's enough. Not necessary him to look like a fitness model. Uh, number four, he needs to be responsible. And number five, uh, he needs to love his work and what he's doing. Thank you. And you said four times in 40 minutes the word responsible, <laughs> responsible. Yeah. So what does uh -huh. it mean for you exactly? Because what it's maybe is... because I hear it a lot of time from my clients. And <laughs> yeah, uh, give, uh, make actions and being responsible means if you say something, you do this. If you say I will take care of this. I will take care of this trip. You will do this. You okay. will not leave your partner in the middle of nowhere. You're speaking about two things then. Integrity and responsibility as well. Integrity means mm -hmm. he keeps his word and what he says mm -hmm. he does. And responsibility or taking care like you said, or protection in some ways, if we might mm -hmm, mm -hmm. think about it like that integrity and the ability or to protect. And that's interesting. And we're speaking about this, but because we didn't speak at all, and I had more than 80 interviews, so it's a good thing to speak about it since you mentioned what you're speaking about. Well, what do you think that women who don't share your views or like you said you don't consider yourself a feminist well what is the difference in thought between you and the feminist woman you're a feminine and she's a feminist maybe i don't know so <laughs> both start with f yeah we can talk about feminists in you feminism in ukraine let's say i 
I consider myself myself uh, as feminist. <laughs> really, now everyone consider themselves something. Uh, what they, how to say, they believe in something, but it's not necessary. It's true. What I mean is, I am. No, I support women's right and women should do what they want and work and vote. You know, this basic stuff why women uh, started to fight for. Uh, but uh, I've never been to um, America. I've been to Western Europe. And what I hear from my clients is uh, women are too much feminist in the meaning of they they are behaving so independently that men are afraid of even approaching them because if you say something wrong women will say oh he is a pervert and he he doesn't appreciate me or something that's that's you know (laughs) not happening in ukraine um but it should because here i think women are less protected um your question was thank you so this is interesting answer yes it answers your question yes i thought i was not answering it no it's wonderful thank you and so to ask you what do you think maybe reforms or some things that you recommend or think should be changed in ukraine so that women have full rights and protection uh well uh, yeah feminism is not very in my personal opinion, widespread in Ukraine. Um, it's getting to younger mindset, I think, to younger women, but uh, on the law, uh, in law, uh, you know, even if you can go to police and say that someone tried to rape me or someone was touching me without my permission, um, you know, like most likely no one would care. They will just do this paperwork, but maybe they will not in- investigate. So we don't believe in our uh, police and this uh, governmental structures. So it's not about law. It's more about people and how they behave. Uh, because pe- men uh, from towns and smaller cities the stereotypical behaving like oh you're a woman your place is on the kitchen and that's what you do and don't interrupt men's serious talk (laughs) so what do you think about this should be changed in ukraine it's not my place to say what should be changed in the politics of another country but i remember the guest I had who was fighting for the rights of Roma women. And she said a very similar thing, that in her community, the men, they mistreat the women and there is a lot of violence against them and they consider their place to be only the kitchen and they wished to reform and give women the power to earn the money. But I don't know what it seems to me. A lot of women they can get and become members of the parliament and become ministers and become very important business women in the country so there is advances there but of course whatever is necessary for 
the women to, like you said, be protected, the mentalities of equality to be established, and for there to be a feeling of safety and protection for every Ukrainian woman, that is very important. And I encourage that because absolutely in many ways, and I don't know, please correct me if this is wrong, but it seems to me there are a lot more competent, capable Ukrainian women who are working hard compared to, um, well, it's not correct to say it in that way. <laughs> yes, I'm listening. <laughs> Believe me, I also hear lots of different points of view and I'm not here to start a fight because you think differently. It's, it's good. No, I'm not saying it's, uh, I'm thinking differently. What I am saying is it seems to me that a lot of jobs and work is the hardest working people are the women in Ukraine. <laughs> That's actually a compliment. Um, let's say, in the, let's say all people are different, and it's very hard to generalize. But it's a very popular case here in Ukraine that. Uh, man uh, becomes less responsible for family and uh, what woman does is just go to work hard and uh, feeds her husband and her children and uh, he's, I don't know, alcoholic or thinking about that he can be rich tomorrow, why he needs to work or something. It's just uh, old, uh, older generation case that we see on tv here a lot it really depends on people uh, i'm not uh, saying that the ukrainian men are are bad no uh, it really depends on a person very hard to generalize uh, on average because i didn't see any statistics i can only judge from people i know and i i see and my relatives so very true I agree with you that also always there are cases where there are people in general who are great and people who are not so good. And mm -hmm. it's not even about the gender. It's the person who could have, like you said, the wrong perspective on life or thinking tomorrow they will be rich just because they win the lottery or something and they get mm -hmm. drunk waiting for that. And we spoke about this topic. But I want more. I want to know something about you right now. You work mm -hmm. hard too. You say, no, I want to, I don't want to work like a horse. I want to work okay. But I think you work like a horse probably to get <laughs> 40,000 oh. followers like that. That's I'm not happy easy. to hear that people think like that. <laughs> <laughs> so when you want to relax, to feel very good and to have some hobby to forget all troubles or do something that you truly enjoy what is that for you thank you for the question i uh, have uh, since i'm a fr uh, freelancer i'm entrepreneur but i don't have a you know a schedule fixed time that i work i have uh, enough time to think about life and what i want to do and this topic and i like to talk about uh, that so for me when i will relax maybe when i will be old uh, but uh, now i feel like i have some kind of energy and some kind of 
let's say mission <laughs> that I haven't completed yet. So I will not uh, relax. Um, I will always have energy because I feel like I can do something more and and uh, something that will help people. So I will not stop on that. Um, it doesn't mean that I don't have weekends. I do actually. And I sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't work 12 hours a day. No, that's not true. But um, honestly saying, I heard people who are close to me are not saying that it's not enough what you do. Like 40,000, it's not a lot. You get a uh, few thousand views on your videos. Well, that's not enough. And um, I try not to think about this, but I think it also influences me that I understand myself it's not enough. And uh, what I want, I want something more than this. And when I achieve, maybe then I will come down a little bit. But so far, I... I'm, uh, you know. I agree with you in your mission <laughs> to help people, but I disagree with you with that thought process and what people tell you. And I'll tell you why scientifically, because mm -hmm. if you don't learn to have gratitude for what you have and always think I will be happy when I achieve X or I achieve more, you create in your brain the habit of not being happy now and of wanting more. And therefore, even when you arrive there, your brain will automatically think, well, I am not Elon Musk, so <laughs> I have to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep going. And therefore, is this really the life you want? That even if you're 70, you're thinking it's not enough. Uh, that's, a, that's a really nice thing to think about. I. I'm sure that if you ask any um, regular person on the street in Ukraine, they would want to change life with me. <laughs> so, but I'm not saying that I, I'm not happy with what I have. I'm actually do because what I have now it's a work, my hard work, my experiments. It's a risk what I did, and uh, I'm happy to have that. Uh, what I have. But I want more because that because not because I I can have better uh, life uh, well because of that too but because I can do something uh, more ambitious and people will there will be more people who know me and I will motivate more people and maybe I I want that because I was never considered myself as a, someone who can do this and maybe I want to prove myself that I can do this who knows that's a very psychological uh, question that I need to think about uh, by myself but no no with us so that's important <laughs> <With> us, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, everyone so... knows my secrets now I feel like I'm a superstar you know uh, uh, talking about this yes I remember I achieved so much I wasn't eating enough you know all this uh, typical interviews <laughs> how you achieved your success <laughs> yes and so it's people no, this is important. I have to ask you because I noticed the pattern and please correct me if this is wrong. Mm -hmm. 
you spoke about your teacher of belly dance who's telling you keep going you can do more and achieve more and you said now people are you know are telling you 40,000 is nothing you can do more and achieve more and you said that for you you were never being thought of as someone who can achieve what you achieved at the same time which is both a contradiction like nobody believed you can achieve more but also there are people who tell you you can achieve more so comment on that but even more importantly are you sure that your first and primary decision comes from you or is it really that the pressure of other people is something that affects a lot your decisions let's say there's no pressure but um, i can remember about what they said i just want to live not a regular life that's why maybe i keep doing something interesting and i like to experiment and try something new about uh, different people different saying me different stuff uh depends on people really like my teacher she said uh, just don't waste your talent and just do why not you have all all skills that's one person uh and other people told me yeah like you told about elon musk they told me you're not uh, bill gates and steve jobs right uh, that you drop out of college and you think you can do something <laughs> something cool <laughs> so i think i do it firstly for myself because all the stuff that i have it brings me confidence that my life is not a waste so Wait, wait, this is, this. I have to ask. When your yeah. life is not a waste, how does that bring you confidence? Ah, I don't know. It's just something inside tells me. I, I don't know. I cannot tell you. <laughs> you need to be me to understand. <laughs> Wonderful. And yes. you said you don't want your life to be average or normal. Well, did you have that thing where since you were a child, you thought you were destined for something great, which can be, or you get bored very easily and therefore you need a lot of exciting experiments in your life? <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's not from childhood. I, I cannot say that. Um, I think um, I started to realize it after uh, finishing high school. And getting into college, I can say that uh, partially I may be bored because of this uh, regular job. That's why I have my job now because every day new people, new experience. Experience. That's definitely true. So in many ways, the college in Ukraine taught you that you should not go to college. Yes. <laughs> that's yes, the biggest exactly. lesson. But I cannot say I, I am afraid of doing something the same because if if someone who listens now this podcast and does editing as their full-time will understand me because editing and, you know, practice in sport, it's just doing the same things, basically. What does that mean? You don't like to practice sports because it's boring? No, no, no. I mean... Uh, 
practicing sport, any kind of sport, uh, it requires you to repeat the same stuff over and over again. Uh, and it can make you feel bored. Uh, editing is also not for people who are cannot sit on one place <laughs> one second because editing requires you lots of time and lots of uh, focus. You need to focus wow. a lot. Now I have to ask you, because if you think about Carl Jung, he said that there are two facets to the feminine, which is the feminine static and the feminine dynamic the feminine dynamic is chaos and that's what you're speaking about you cannot stay in one place and the feminine static is the warmth and love and openness so if i understood correctly you're basically a crazy girl correct mm, no 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 i didn't say that i i cannot see you're in chaotic one place. Okay, i said that i said that uh People, I was trying to, to say in general, not about myself. I, I said that I am not a person who gets bored with something easily because I do I do editing. And I said that if a person or if there are some people who does editing listens to this podcast will understand me because it requires lots of your focus and lots of your time. And it, it can be boring thing. I'm not a person who will not do something over and over again and who needs to uh, play violin today and tomorrow I do knitting and the day after tomorrow I will do gardening or something. No, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say. Yes, because I was surprised because to learn languages, to do belly dance, to edit like you said, that needs patience and that needs someone who will do things repeatedly for a long, 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 long time. Mm -hmm. So when you said the other thing, I thought, well, maybe you did no, it no, before. No, you because... <laughs> no, no, no. By saying regular job or regular life, I didn't mean that I don't want to do something over and over again. It means I don't want to follow the flow. That's what I meant. I agree with you. And now I have to ask, because you're a public figure, but Kinda. what is something that about you that all the people watching you all the time don't expect or don't know? Maybe there is like you have a special hidden talent or hobby or a part of your personality that people don't know just from looking at your videos and social media and hearing from you. Oh, that's very good. <laughs> Coming out. <laughs> Something that they don't know. Well, I, I've told a lot of stuff on my YouTube about me. <laughs> hmm. They don't know I need to sleep at least nine hours, maybe. <laughs> but that's not part of my personality. And that's not a lot. You say nine hours as if it's 12. When you said before you nine sleep a lot, you're... Mm -hmm. yeah, it depends why not? on how tired I You probably sleep at 3 a.m. Yeah, something like that. I'm a night owl. Well, I 
can say I'm not that popular as people think. Uh, some people thought that I go outside and I get so much attention. There's paparazzi and people tries to take pictures of me. That's not true. I live like a regular person. Um, I got recognized only a few times by foreigners in touristic places. So that's basically it. Also, people think that I'm popular among men because most of my audience is men and that's not true they just write uh lots of stuff as they write to any instagram girl they see online uh but it's not something serious really i understand so you receive a lot of messages every day and that's probably the instagram girl or famous person's life in general then to ask you, because this feels like one minute, but it's one hour. Uh, so <laughs> just to ask a bit more, since you said you have time to think and reflect on what you like and what you want, if you were to share some advice that really now is touching your heart and important to you that you're thinking about with the people listening, what would you share that they can benefit from? I can say that time heals. If you have any anything that you you know that you needed to do that uh, and you feel hurt, time will heal that and everything what's what what's going on in your life it's for better. But you should not follow that. You sh- you create your own life. Everything depends on you. And if you open your mind, you can do lots of stuff uh, that you could not realize. Everything really depends on you. It sounds like very typical stuff, but if people would ask me like how to live your life and how to not depend on someone, I can say this. It's just be yourself, really and try to educate because stopping it's never a good um, a good idea yes just like you had with belly dance where you tried 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 without results for a long long time three years and then it clicked so it's exactly like that in life where people give up way way too early before they can achieve their own dreams and in design thinking which comes from architecture but it's extended to goal setting they say look think about what is the most perfect ideal life you wish to have and try to create it when you fail once try again when you fail twice try a third time and when you fail three times keep trying so I like that. Yeah, just just think about what would you do if you had million dollars? What would you do with that? What would you do? Um, how would your perfect day look like? I do this a lot. Think about this. And also I wanted to say about um, my YouTube and also the my other hobbies. Uh, I can say that I never... Uh, expected them to be part of me 
like who I am and that's my hobby or job. I, I was just doing it without expecting to be good at it. I was just doing and enjoying the process. I wasn't thinking about uh, the result, you know, the end point. Like when I started my channel, I didn't think like, oh, I can earn lots of money from it or something like that. No, I was just doing this for fun. It's, it was just all about process and experience. The same with learning languages. Uh, learning languages, you cannot, you can never think about the result, the end point. I'm still learning English because it's never enough. Uh, even though I watch movies and I understand maybe 90, 95% of it, still, this 5% I need to learn. And think about the process because there will be always uh, things you never know. And there will be always people who are better than you. But you need to compete only with yourself. I agree with you. And even for me, interviews, I didn't know I'll be good at it at all. I'm just doing it for fun. But people say I'm good, so thank them. <laughs> but to me, because it's just fun. <laughs> you're listening and not interrupting. Thank you. So that's the secret, correct? Yep to listen and not interrupt people and then you'll have a perfect interview and to ask you again you yeah and you ask me interesting questions and i was happy to think about something else except ukraine and ukrainian culture and tradition that's what i usually talk about on my channel but yes. you ask me questions that will open me more as a person thank you and i'm curious because yes, I want to open you as a person because you're very interesting and you have such really great way of approaching the world. And it's, I'm very curious about how you think. And you said you're always thinking, what is my perfect day? Well, share with us your perfect day. Maybe it will inspire <laughs> people. I'm sure my it's like 12 day. hours of sleeping and then two <laughs> hours of napping. <laughs> It really depends of the, on, on the moment of my life. Right now, my perfect day, it's nine hours of sleeping, then, if I'm super tired, three hours of working, three hours of self-development learning. Uh, other time is just going out, uh, exploring, uh, doing something for yourself, uh, sport. Uh, art and uh, at least four hours it's a rest but i'm sure if i will find no not if when i find a project or job that of my dreams that i see that this is something that i really want to do then i'm sure that i will work more and i will not care uh, about rest so maybe in two years my perfect day will change this is funny that you said when you find the job of your dreams because i remember there is a funny interview and it's also a TikTok meme where there is this aristocratic woman and they ask her what is your dream job she says i don't have a dream job because i don't dream about work so that's our answer. <laughs> so now when someone says dream oh job, I think about it. She said, I'm not a person who will dream about working. So 
<laughs> That's very witty. <laughs> I have to ask again. You mentioned and this. I was looking for it. Art. Tell me more. You said in your perfect day, there is two hours, I think, of art or some period of art. Mm. What kind of art? I paint sometimes. Not often, but when I have inspiration in me, I need to let it out. And I like to paint nature. I do postcards, handmade postcards. And I like to, let's say, not write in script, but ideas of some movies are coming to me. So I like to think about the cartoon or movie because I want to work in entertaining industry and I like to how to say through through movies you can really teach people a lot and I think this is a perfect when you make a movie when uh, which can teach people meanwhile they can be entertained I agree with you, and that's why I have a love-hate relationship with movies and even books like novels, because we don't realize mm -hmm. when we are in inside the story enchanted by it, we are learning the beliefs and perspectives of the writer. And maybe the writer exactly. has really messed up mm -hmm. belief, and, and that is a totally crazy thing to think about, like if the writer thinks all rich people are evil he will make them that way and then the people will not realize it but see all villains are rich and they think money is evil for example i'm saying like that or in like the american movies where all the people from russia or belarusia are uh, terrorists or whatever you know something mafia, like that yes <laughs> <laughs> yes albanians all are mafia for example i'm not saying they are but the the thing that can be created. No, no, I movie. know about this stereotype. Yeah. They are so, always talking like this and they will always put a gun to your head and <laughs> something yeah. like that. Which is very funny. No, I don't want to end. Let's make this like the longest ad a bit more <laughs> interview ever. <laughs> the longest <laughs> interview you've ever had? Nice. Yes, let's make it push even more. I take it as a meditation since I have been meditating for seven years. So to me, I don't get bored. It's it's a nice feeling to be flowing and not feel that it feels that every moment of life is a little bit new and a little bit fresh. And I like that. And I would like to ask you curiously, maybe it doesn't seem this way, but I'm an introvert. And it means that I like to be alone. I like tranquility. I like thinking and reflection. And if I go somewhere that is very noisy and full of people, it's okay. But after I feel I need sleep, like you are, you said, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, asking about you, are you an ambivert, extrovert, or introvert? Uh, what's the first one? I don't know about it. It means first both, like it depends on the situation. Oh, mm, I would say I'm introvert, but I'm, I was teaching myself and with my job and camera, I 
open myself and show myself as extrovert. I don't know how to explain it. I would say I'm 60 introvert, 40 extrovert. Because with the new people, I am 100% introvert. It's very hard for me to, like, if I meet in person someone, yeah. then I will not be talkative for sure. I will tell you the thing that clicked in my mind that changes mm -hmm. everything. Like, I was speaking with a writer. She writes for Harvard, so it's, like, really great. And she thinks mm -hmm. always about what the people reading will think and how they will behave. Well, to me, I don't think that way. I'm doing it for myself. It's like expression, 100%, as if I was speaking to myself and I'm entertaining myself, or if there is a way to say it. And that is my approach. So even if I were like you doing for the camera and for YouTube, I wouldn't think, oh my God, there are people who are watching. What will they think? What should I say? I'll think, wow, this is interesting. I'm having a conversation with a camera. I don't know what it will say, <laughs> but yes. it sounds funny. It was very hard to start to talk um, to a camera at the beginning. <laughs> really? It's just practice. Mm -hmm. And so did you have a kind of a procrastination moment that you think, okay, I will do it now? And then, no, I will do it after one hour. And then, no, I will do it after one hour. Yep. And then I will do it tomorrow. And then I'll do it, no, the day after, next week. And you're like, okay, I will do it now. Even with messy hair, I don't care. Uh, not that hard, harsh, like you said, like one hour, postponing one hour next day. No, if I, I said I will do it today, mm -hmm. I will. But I, I needed, um, five years ago, I needed uh, 20 minutes especially when it was outside i thought oh my god what people are thinking and all this stuff because people passing around they saw camera and stuff like that but now i don't really need that time like if we start then we start so you're confident that is your definition since you said the word confidence five times as well which means it's something super important can yes it is important for me define it if you were to say five things that to you mean confidence what would it be confidence it's uh, when you don't think uh, what other people think about you and or what you are doing uh confidence is you are always happy with what you have but you think about tomorrow as well. When you're happy with what you have, you think about tomorrow. You don't care yeah. about what people say. And then I have to ask you about what Kate Gomeliuk said. When she traveled to New York, she noticed a difference. She said in Ukraine, people, family, even strangers, when you do something, they come and give you their opinion and tell you what you're doing wrong and just intervene <laughs> with your life. In New York? No, in Ukraine. While in New York, they don't do that at all. So is uh -huh. this something you noticed or it's her because she's from a smaller town? Uh, can you please tell me an example, like what you are doing, like, for example? Okay. 
she married, like I told you even before about this, when she was 25, while her friends were like 22 or whatever. And she said, people will come and tell her, oh, why you're not married yet? You're with your boyfriend now for four years or five years, etc. Or mm-hmm. she was in the theater, I think. If she makes a mistake, then people come, oh, you should have done this not that and etc and they're strangers just coming to give their opinion wow no that's uh, not i don't think that's ukrainian thing not a typical situation about marriage i can agree there are some people like that uh so when wedding or grandchildren or children but honestly among people i know like relatives and older generation no one president maybe i'm lucky yeah (laughs) and maybe you're an introvert so you don't have many friends only a few i don't (laughs) and you disappear when you're in public hiding in big sweaters and big hats and therefore even strangers when they see you they think oh my god it looks like a spy or a sniper or something i want no i look like a regular person really depends on my mood Uh, i like to dress up but if I am uh, wearing regular stuff, no one will ever think who, who, like, who I am or something. I don't, you know, write on my hat to Ukraine, watch my channel or stuff like that. Okay, so. depending on your mood. Are you a moody girl? And with your moods changing and sometimes you have too much emotions and therefore you need to express it in art, like you said? Or how is your relationship with emotions? Let's say I'm not expressive, like extrovert, but when one day I feel like I am inspired, I gathered lots of interesting stuff, and one day I I feel inspiration to do some art. Uh, because art also takes your energy, and you cannot do art like full... I, for example, me, I cannot do art now like a full-time job because it takes lots of your energy and yourself so i need to gather this uh, uh, inspiration art mood and then i will do put it on paper or somewhere yes so you gather your inspiration and then you do the art but because the art takes from you and it takes your energy you cannot do it all the time or every day correct That's actually really interesting. And you said you're not expressive. Some of the guests, whether Olga Kushnir or Emily Cairns, they said that they notice their face is very serious and they don't even know about this. Maybe inside they're full of emotions. But when they went abroad, Kushnir went to Switzerland, etc., the people there will think, why is she so angry? She looks scary, but in reality, it's her face that is serious. Do you have this? Yeah, the same. But since I'm trying to be more, um, I don't know, public figure, and I need to always think what my face looks like, it's kind of, I need to always be more energetic or something. Uh, I have the same, like normal it's called can we swear or something here you know there was a meme that is called oh you have a, a beachy resting face or something you know 
Yes. So that's 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 it. Or you know, it's the cold weather that freezes your face in place. I don't know. <laughs> it's a possibility. Okay. About you, as a little girl, you said you grew up in uh, Donetsk, correct? Mm -hmm. And do you remember anything about that place, or it was a long time ago, and therefore? Oh, it was a long time ago, really. Uh, I have only some cities of place where I used to live, uh, some memories, but it wasn't really a lot. For me, the most favorite part my favorite place in kiev you know in padil where there is that small street between that golden eye or whatever <laughs> and the mcdonald's where there are um buskers or street musicians who play at least before coronavirus oh and... right right what's the name of that place oh i don't remember the name of the street i'm bad at that but i think uh, it's uh, what you're saying it's a uh... Uh, what's it called? Yeah, I keep I or whatever, and the street that goes to Postala Square, and in summertime it's closed. Yes. So there are lots of musicians and it's yeah pedestrians. Mm -hmm. I I understand the place. You, you know that about. place as well as there is one side of Golden Gate near the metro exit that exists directly on the Golden Gate building, not on the outside street. That mm -hmm. street looks like Germany, like an older <laughs> German town. I love that. And the other street that I spoke about in um, Padil, it feels that energy of Barcelona. I don't know what, if you know about that, but I believe really a lot in that there are places where when you walk around, you feel almost like you're connected to the energy of the place and it fills you with this energy of life that gives you enthusiasm and more passion while some other places you can walk around and get no emotions from it whatsoever like a hospital for example do you feel <laughs> such things uh that's very interesting before i answer i wanted to say the streets you named they are old town so they were built in I don't know, lots of time ago, 500 years ago or something. But place I live, it's a residential, more or less modern area. So I can say that, of course, history, uh, town or uh, places where there are older buildings, they gives you some energy and they gives you some inspiration, but not those uh, high buildings in the residential area have you ever been to left bank of kiev left bank tell me more do you mean i've been to that small island or whatever that is the beach of kiev and i have been to one second i will check in the google maps but it's near the uh, hospitality university or whatever it is Mm. Left bank, it's a bank uh, of a residential area, so there are no historical sightings. All historical sightings are on the right bank. Yes. Well, it doesn't matter. I was just giving you example where uh, 
well, if we touch an, an interesting topic as how here uh, government builds the houses, which is really sad, uh, then I agree that these places will not give you lots of inspiration. I've been to Darnica, uh, if, if you... Oh, my, oh, I know, I know uh, where it is. It's a to super neutral place, doesn't give you lots of inspiration. <laughs> Really, then how do you find inspiration in life? I will share about me. This is what I think. Uh -huh. For me, happiness isn't really about achievement or thinking, wow, uh, I had 40,000 and now I have 42,000 or whatever. <laughs> no, really, because it happened to <laughs> I me that... think about that. <laughs> yes, because it happened to me in life that I actually did had the un unfortunate situation of losing everything and then rebuilding again from zero and then noticing that it changes like it's really really the person who you become that is the most meaningful as well as it's about every day at the end of the day i think did i give everything did i have really deep meaningful moments did i feel happy today then that's a perfect day rather than thinking, oh, did I achieve XYZ goal? And even as goals in uh, Hinduism, they have a book called the Bhava Gita. And in there, they say that the right approach to life, and I agree with that a lot. So when I read it, I was like, wow, they, they say what I agree with. They say, look, you have the right to do the process, but you don't have the right to the result of the process or as they say, you have the right to your labor, but you don't have the right to the fruits of your labor. And I thought, yes, that's how I should approach life. I do what I believe is the right process that touches my heart, or as Joseph Campbell will say, following your bliss and being the hero in your, uh, the story of your life. And I don't expect anything. And then if anything happens, well, I worked hard to deserve it, so I enjoy it very much, but I don't oh. depend on it or wait for it or think. I think, okay, did I do the my best at every step? Then that is my satisfaction. And remembering to feel happy, also remembering that there are the people are truly what matters, not any people. I also believe in this world, whether some people think it's like frequency or something like that or i call it chemistry but we cannot get along with most people we cannot really even like 90 percent of people i don't mean we hate them but i find that that 10 percent of people we just don't like them for no reason and it's not unfair it's just we don't and then 80 percent of people they're okay and nice and some people when you meet that person whether for friends or work or anything it just feels like you know each other for a thousand years. You don't even need to speak. But even when you speak, it, it's words don't matter. It's like music to the background of the chemistry. And I like that. And I believe that moments with such people of all kinds are what we need to be doing. Because you said something that I both agree and disagree with. You said like, okay, there, the man comes and he shows me I'm, he's serious, etc. all that. And that's beautiful. But 
it assumes you have chemistry from the beginning. And when you have that, it's like electric from the very first moment. And therefore, after that, all that is beautiful. But if you don't feel that, then it's just trying to um, show you're serious about the wrong person, if you know what I mean. And I believe a lot that... No, I agree with you. Uh, I need just to clarify. For me, the best, of course, the perfect way is when everything, uh, when there's everything. (laughs) So... Yes, I yes, and you should. Exist in this life, yeah. Yeah, and you should. So. It's like some people, maybe one in 100,000, but it's not about compromises because compromising is basically settling for unhappiness, and that's not the right thing to do. Yeah, I agree with you. I honestly want relationships without argues. Some people would say it's part of relationships, but I believe it's possible. If you have misunderstanding, misunderstandings, you just talk about it, uh, that's it. Uh, compromising, it's like you will need to do something what you don't agree with. And I agree with you. Sooner or later. <laughs> yes, sooner or later you will build up frustration. And mm-hmm. when you think about vipassana, or the Sri Lankan Buddhism, <laughs> they have this there also about relationship wisdom. They say when you accumulate frustrations that you don't express in a relationship, that will explode someday into something that will destroy everything. And therefore, you are very correct. And I also agree with you that not everyone likes drama and fighting. I personally don't at all. But I found that some people say they don't like it, but it's like, okay, I had this, <laughs> I had this guest. But they still do this, yes. Yeah, yeah, they enjoy it. But I had this guest who is the PR manager for Slava Kaminska, I think that's how you pronounce it. And she said, I love drama. Drama is very good. It's correct. And I was like, what? She's like, yes, relationship drama is like, happiness for me i enjoy it very much so people are different we are happy that uh, she understood what she wants (laughs) and that's it yeah because i i I don't like drama it's just uh... and it doesn't solve anything like you said speaking and understanding and sometimes you might think that you know what happened but in reality it's an assumption and that is not really the correct way to go I can understand why she likes drama because every relationship should develop and you need to always make relationships, make a fire between two of you. If there is no drama and your relationships are uh, pretty peaceful, maybe uh, you need to think about how else you can give emotions to two of you in relationships. I agree with you. But like what she's saying is like always drama is the fun of life, you know. Uh, no, I'm just saying, trying to, yeah. Think no, about but it. there are replacements. I believe there are different ways to add emotions, like you said, and to have emotions, and it doesn't need to be in a in fighting and everything mm-hmm. like that. Which is, it yeah. depends. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion because people can say this, but they don't do it, which means. The actions speak louder than words. <laughs> that, exactly. That's uh, the truth about that. You said you have a mission to help people. Can you speak a bit more about that? 
<laughs> I don't want to sound like I want to be like you know in in a religious way. I what I mean that I feel that I I want to do something that will help humanity or something like that. I don't I'm not sure about the way like. Uh, but why like is said, that I, important? I always joke uh, with myself that maybe in past life I was uh, someone important figure. That's why <laughs> I need to do this. But it's just uh, I don't want it to be to sound funny. But you know, it's just I. I think that I want to do something, create something, or just make people laugh. And for me, that's a. Um, goal of my life or something like that okay uh, to do something great or to make people laugh or love uh laugh 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 and you said you want to be in entertainment so yeah could you someday become like some uh person who creates movies comedy movies etc i it's a dream, but I don't want to talk about it because I am not sure what exactly, which step I should take. I'm trying some stuff now. Uh, for example, I knew that I want to work in entertainment industry a long time ago, but I wasn't sure whom I should be because before I wanted to be a director and someone who is you know not in a camera now i actually uh try myself being in a camera so it's you know kind of different things but there are lots of actors who are directors later and stuff like that we will see a life will show but uh yes i will keep trying yes and then we'll see what what kind of things will turn you are thinking about being a director and now you like being in front of the camera or you're comfortable. And to me, I say announce it because one of the things that holds people back is try is people's perception. And one of the most freeing and liberating things, even in, in the book about Fight Club, not just the movie, is when you disappoint people, then you can be free to do whatever you want. And I will give you an example. Imagine every day you said, okay, you're not that person who will be knitting one day. And then the next day you will be doing painting or whatever. Actually, if you did that as a PR strategy, and then people will think, well, she's crazy. Then you can be free to do whatever you want. And there is no expectation. And it's the most oh, freeing thing in the world. When people- I like it. Yeah, that, that, I like this idea. That's my approach. Um, like, even sometimes I might do something badly just so that the people who think I will do it badly will be like, oh, yes, we knew it. And then the next time I know, well, I can do whatever I want. I'm free, <laughs> you know? And it's nice. I think I need to follow this too. The thought that comforts me is I don't uh, expect myself to be the best in this sphere. I just try. I just try to do this, and if I cannot uh, one day become uh, someone that I see myself in this sphere, uh, then I'm like, well, I have other things to do. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, it's not the only thing I can do in this life. If I become, then it's good. If not, then I do something else. So that's the thought I have that comforts me. Like thank, I'm not trying. Thank you. Know, you. Leave the same thought. 
every day. Yes, and to me, I will say it, which is a bit different and maybe it will help you. I don't think about it that way. I think, okay, I will tell you this is my really basic belief in life. Life is really chaotic and people try to escape into the safety of thinking, oh, experts will tell me the correct way to do. But in reality, life is a statistical probability where, and I was speaking once to um, an American basketball coach, because I like to speak about these things, <laughs> ask people weird questions and speak about things that interest me. And that's one of the things that is liberating where I don't say, I say what I want, not what people would expect. Well, I told him, he was saying, oh, of course, there is a correct way to play, etc., etc." I said, look, you all had the experience, whether in basketball or not, of playing perfectly, but every time you shoot, it doesn't go. And you had an experience of being on a bad day, but you score three points after three points. Well, which one is correct? And he was like, uh, I don't know. So I said, <laughs> look, to me, it doesn't matter whether you're scoring or not. If you're doing what you're proud of and you're doing things in the way that makes you happy. Like when I interview people, I don't think, oh, what's the most exciting interview? I guess I'm happy that people like it and they say, wow, you ask such interesting questions. But I ask what I am interested in. The questions are like <laughs> for me. I'm like, really, I'm curious. And I care about people and I listen because I don't believe that people are wrong in any way. I believe that people actually all are doing their own process that gives them a good feeling of safety and happiness. And therefore, to learn how people think and to be amazed, wow, this person is fine and happy, like you, you find happiness in being more confident and you get more confident by developing yourself more and by feeling that your talents and your work is not wasted and therefore for you to do what is not wasted is to develop yourself is what gives you confidence is what makes you feel happy in mm -hmm. life and that is beautiful the way to think about it like that and each person has their your own unique way of thinking and it's really fun and it's never boring but if I had, there is something called formulaic interviewing where they give you like 30 questions and then you can ask each person the 30 questions. But I don't believe in that because I believe in this. And I was saying it and I went on a tangent, but I'll be back. In life, we think experts will tell us, okay, this is a path. You do step one, step two, step three. We have tried it and true, etc. But statistically, almost everyone who is successful I spoke with had a moment of good luck that made them successful, which means whatever process they did is not really the result. It's the moment of good luck. And good luck comes from a lot of trying many, many different things because statistically, you know, like 1% or 5% will be amazing. And therefore, if all paths are equal because of statistics and because I, I, I believe I understand the deeper like meaning of life, which is that follow your heart. The path that will make you happy is as likely to work as any other path. Like if someone says you cannot have a million dollars and you mentioned a million dollars by becoming a portrait artist. Well, 
is it really 0% <laughs> possibility? It's not. So follow your heart. You can go to Harvard and be homeless, and you can be a street painter and be discovered by a Hollywood movie and become the next uh, superstar. Yeah, we will see. I think on this uh, very motivating speech, we can try to finish the, our pod- postcard. Podcast. <laughs> yes, we're making a postcard. I know you're a postcard, a postcard. Art, yes. artist. Yes. This, this is this is your own postcard. Okay, thank you. Yes, it was very thank beautiful. So no, wait, wait. I want you to finish no. with this. Two things. Yeah. One, can you share who are Ukrainian people and what is Ukraine as you describe it to your foreigner clients and people who watch you? That is one. And second, if people want to follow you, to communicate with you, what is the best place? <laughs> wow. Uh, how many years I talk about Ukraine? I never thought about this question. Ukraine is, um, is a very big country. There are lots of land, lots of beautiful nature, nice people. And Ukraine, it's a warm place for me because it's my native country. But it's also a very contrast, and uh, Ukraine has lots of different parts, and you will not be disappointed if you visit Thank Ukraine. you. Stop, 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 because, of course, that is beautiful, but very vague. So one guest said, if you take Asia, and you take Western Europe, and you take the Middle East, and you mix them together into a soup, that is Ukraine. I have heard of this, too. <laughs> I can agree with that. Yes. Thank you. And if people want to follow you, to watch your channel, to communicate with you, what are the best places? And I'll write them in the description as well. Oh, thank you so much. So my channel is called Thai Ukraine. You can find it in the description. And basically, you can find my page on Facebook the same with the same name, Thai Ukraine. You can do the same in on Instagram. I will read your messages or answer your questions. Uh, and also email com, and all my contacts are under every my video thank you i will put it in the very beginning because i don't know if anyone will listen all <laughs> until <laughs> this so i will also put copy it and put it in the very beginning but whoever is listening right now you're very strong and amazing you're, and awesome. a, hero. <laughs> you're a hero person just woke up <laughs> yes what I notice, many people say they go running and listen to podcasts. So I don't know any person who will run almost two hours, but that will be Rocky Balboa or someone <laughs> really amazing. Thank you, Taya. It was a pleasure. And I wish you a brilliant Thank you day. So much. Oh, that was really fun, I think. You asked interesting question. Finally, I have a place where to put my philosophical thoughts. <laughs> Have a good evening.